Hi, my name is Dr. Free and thank you so much for listening to this episode. Let me ask you a question. How would you like to work with a mastermind so that your business begin to grow again? If you can work with a mastermind so that your business begin to grow again, would you like to do that? If the answer is yes, then listen real close. In this episode, I will show you how you too can work with a mastermind to transform your business. So we are talking about the mastermind within you. And, and in history, we've heard so much about the mastermind or the mastermind groups. The word mastermind or the mastermind group was coined by the actor um, Napoleon Hill back in 1925, I believe it was, uh, where he talks about bringing smart people together that becomes like a group where you can go to that group and get ideas and, and really get insight into what you need to do to grow your business. So what is a mastermind? A mastermind is something, uh, like I said, a group or it's a peer-to-peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems. And and with input and advice from this group, uh, that's how Napoleon Hill uh, puts it, right? Um, the concept, this concept is basically a peer-to-peer kind of mentoring thing where you have smart people in the room and your business is struggling or anything in life is struggling. They can give you advice to um, how to solve that problem. So they define a person who is a mastermind as a person who has an outstanding intellect, right? He has a great intellect, a person who plans and directs and change and and arranges and preside over things. He he has the mind, the brain, or whatever you want to call it, to really precise and direct, or somebody who orchestrates. The person orchestrates, or, or he's an architect of something. He can manage a team and make it himself. We can take over a failing business and really turn it around. He's an engineer of something. That's, that's, that's the world system definition of a mastermind. So when we look in Google, for example, we look at the keyword mastermind group, for example, you have almost 3,000 people searches for this keyword a month. So let's take a look quick at that, the mastermind keyword. As I type it in, you can see what people are really searching for. A mastermind group, find a mastermind group. Mastermind group cost, how much it would it cost to join? Types of mastermind groups, right? Famous mastermind group and so forth. Mastermind groups in Atlanta, Denver, New York, DC, and so forth. People are looking for help. People need someone who they think he's a mastermind and he can come in and really help him or her turn their business around. And there are some companies like Vistage and all these companies bidding on this keyword. And when somebody click on this keyword, you are going to pay over $5, over $5 for this specific keyword. And when you go down the chain, you have so many other 
content around the mastermind group. This is the Napoleon Hill um, thing from Wikipedia. Um, how do you structure a mastermind group and so forth? There are so much videos about that. And again, this is the world system of what a mastermind actually is, right? They think that's, that's the mastermind. There's nothing wrong with that. We all need mentors. We need groups that can provide inputs. But what I want to really talk about is the mastermind within. Until you discover this mastermind within you, to work with this mastermind, all the advice of this world will not make any change in your business. You have to change from within. And you have a mastermind within you that when you tap into that mastermind, he can give you the advice you need, a successful advice. He can direct you. He can orchestrate how you should run your business, right? And he can show you how to architect your business and to make it successful. So again, I'm not here to talk about the world system of masterminds. And again, I want to repeat that there's absolutely nothing wrong with those that I talk about the world system of a mastermind group, mastermind person, or that great mind that you want to talk to all the time because he or she can give you great ideas. You need that and you should continue to do that. But I want to talk to you about the mastermind within. Okay, that mastermind within is the only person who can really direct you and guide you and put you in the right places in order to turn your business around. He can change everything in your life, including your finances, your health. But in this case, we are talking about business. So I want to, for, you know, double click on that and really dive into how, who is this mastermind and how he can change, literally change, you know, turn your business around. If you look at businesses like Chick-fil-A, for example, their competitors open seven days a week. Some actually trying to go 24-7 open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they are still struggling. But in, when you look at Chick-fil-A's principle, it's based on this mastermind's principle. And, and again, if you look at the Jews, for example, they own successful businesses at all, but they are not open 24-7. They've tapped into a mastermind that directs and guides and orchestrate how they should run their business. And again, Every teaching that I made, I derive my concept and my my message from the book, the Bible. All right, um, that is where I learn everything I know from, and I apply it to it. There's there's Bible scriptures for how to optimize your business, how to optimize things to work properly. Um, for for businesses, that's the greatest place you can find ideas and how to really run a business to make it more successful. All right. So we want to take a look at some scriptures here and then talk about how you can tap into this mastermind who is in you 
he asks this question in, in, in the Bible. He said, don't you know that Jesus Christ dwells in you? And he said, Christ in you is the hope of glory. So I want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'm going to start a little bit further back, but that's not, I'll get to the verse that I want to get to, which is like 45, verse 45. But let's start from verse 35. So it gives you some background. But someone will say, again, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 35. But someone will say, how are the dead raised? And with what kind of body do they come? And he said, verse 36, you fool, that which you sow does not come to life unless it dies. Verse 37, and that which you sow, you do not sow the body which is to be, but a bare grain, perhaps of wheat or something else. But God gives it a body just as he wished. And to each of the seeds, a body of its own. So meaning if you sow, you know, an apple seed, you get an apple with its own body, right? You sow an orange, a mango, the same thing. They don't have the same body. Basically, that's what he's saying here. But then verse 39 of 1 Corinthians 15, he said, All flesh is not the same flesh. But there is one flesh of man. And another flesh of beast, and another flesh of birds, and another flesh of fish. There are also, so he's trying to make a point. He's giving you an example of these fleshes or these bodies are not the same. Human's body is not the same as lion's body, nor fish body, and so forth, right? So he said, there are also heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. So, let me, when I said the world system, he's, he's given us this example, like earthly, um, of this earth that we live in, this land that we live in. He said there are bodies that dwell physically on this earth that we live in, but the glory of the heavenly, well, let, let, let's, let's read verse 40 again. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 40. There are also heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. So he's giving you two different bodies. So there are heavenly bodies and there are also earthly bodies. But the glory of the heavenly is one. And the glory of the earthly is another. There is one glory of the sun. That means the sun has its own glory and what that glory accomplishes. Okay, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for stars differs from stars in glory. So also, so here is where we are trying to get to, right? Verse forty-two and 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 beyond. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown a perishable body; it is raised an imperishable body. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness and it is raised in power. It is sown in natural body. It is raised in a spiritual body. Verse 44, second part. If there is a natural body, there is also 
a spiritual body. So also it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. So here's what we are trying to get. Verse 45 is our key scripture here. Verse 45, 46, and so forth. Right? So also, so he gave you all these examples in the previous verses to really hone in on this 45 to make a point to you that because they are spiritual body and they are physical body, so it is also written that the first Adam, which is your, your, your soul, your physical, became a living soul. So your soul is your five senses, right? Things you can feel, you can experience, you can touch. That's what the first Adam became, became a living soul. And the last Adam, which is your, your spiritual body, of the spirit being, the life-giving spirit that dwells in you, the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. All right? The life-giving spirit is the second Adam that dwells in you. He said, however, in then verse 43, however, the spiritual is not the first, but the natural. The first man is from the earth, earthy. The second man is from heaven. All right? As is the earthy, so also are those who are earthy. And as is the heavenly, so also are those who are heavenly. So, we know that when we operate from the first Adam, the soul, because the first Adam, which is your the world system, the natural, or the first Adam became a living soul. So when you operate from your soul, you face difficulties. Because then you are operating your business with your feelings. You operate your business based on what you can see based on what you can smell. So when you operate from your soul, you most likely will end up in failure. The soul reacts to things that it can see, it can feel, it can smell. So when things are going the wrong way, your soul reacts. And sometimes you react wrongly and cause more damage in your business. The mastermind in you is the second Adam, the life-giving spirit, right? The life-giving spirit that dwells in you is where you need to operate from. You tap into that and you operate from that spirit, then you will see success. So let's use investment as an example, right? You have some investment and the stock market starts to drive the opposite way. If you don't tap into the life-giving spirit that dwells in you, you most likely make the wrong decision to get out or to stay in. And again, I'm not saying stay in or stay out. You have to tap into the right spirit, the life-giving spirit in you, and he will orchestrate what you should do, what you should do for your business. He will orchestrate your life, your your f- first Adam or the flesh or the physical 
where to be at the right time to meet the right person and everything works out perfectly. So you have a life-giving spirit within you. And that mastermind within you, or that life-giving spirit, he is the creator of everything. Everything you can see, everything you cannot see, he is the creator of it. And you have the same power, the same creative power dwells in you. But you must, you must acknowledge that. And now when you know who dwells in you, you can go to him and ask for directions and ask for ideas and ask for that so-called mastermind group ideas that those groups can give you. He that dwells in you can give you even more ideas than those so-called master mastermind groups. So what is in this for you? What is your business goal? Where are you trying to take your business? Define the end results, right? Define the end results in the next year or two. Where do you want to take your business? Believe that the mastermind in you, the Christ in you, has the answer to take you to that location of where you you want your business to end. So, for example, I want my business, you can say, I want my business to do $1 million in 2020 or 10 million, whatever the size of your business is. So that's the end results. So then I will declare my business is a $1 million business or it's a $10 million business, depending on your goals. Then I thank the mastermind within me for making it possible, giving me the ideas, putting me in the right places, developing the best product services or whatever your, your business services or product is giving you idea how to craft your marketing messages, right? Giving you ideas of how to really relate to people, your customers, and then you wait for it. Waiting doesn't mean you just sit back and do nothing, but you believe that your business has reached its goal, the goal that you have set. You've asked the mastermind within you to help you to bring it to pass or to manifest it in a fiscal, to make it what the world call reality. Let, let me discuss, talk about that a little bit. The things that we call real or facts or things that you can smell, feel, touch uh, through your soul are not really real. They are just a carbon copy of the real stuff, the spiritual stuff. So now I believe that my business is doing what, exactly what I want it to do. I believe that I have it. I've asked the mastermind to help me. I believe he heard me. So then I believe I've received that. And then I just believe that I have it and I live in that. So tomorrow, if my business is not doing what I think it should be doing, I'm not discouraged. I'm grateful. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I know that this is a million dollar business. So I'm working on it as it is a million dollar business. This is what is in for you, or what I call the Wi-Fi. What is in it for you? Set your goal. Define the end results for your business. Believe that that end result that you have created is real. Then wait for it. Live in Thanksgiving. Thank you that my business is a $1 million business. It could happen next week. It could happen next month. 
but keep believing it. Believe it. And before you know it, you've met the right people. You've met somebody who then told you something that when you implemented it, it just changed everything. So you have a mastermind within you. That's, that's where you need to seek your counsel. Again, I'm not saying don't work with people, don't join meetup groups and all that stuff. They are great. Nothing wrong with it. But you have to know who you are. Because when you operate from the first Adam, which is the natural, most likely you will fail. But when you operate from the second Adam, the life-giving spirit that dwells in you is guaranteed that you will succeed. Because he knows how to make things happen in the physical. But most people try to change from the outside in and it doesn't work like that. You must change from within and everything else become easy. Again, my name is Dr. Free and thank you so much for listening to this episode. Subscribe if you haven't done that already and invite your friends and family to subscribe to this channel.